Blog Talk Radio. everyone. How are you? And we are starting today with Listen, Give, Listen, Give Live Radio. We're doing a special show today because we missed our show last week. And we're just doing a show today with this week's news and the latest things that are happening. And we're having our special guest today, which is Matthew Forrest. That's right, Matthew Forrest, America's number one teen machine and author. He is amazing. And if you would go and look up on Facebook and like his Facebook page, America's number one teen machine, team of teen machines, Matthew 
Forest guys. Now, Matthew's coming on later in the show, but we're going to bring on our co-host, Jay Logan. We're going to talk about the latest things that are happening with youth today and technology, and you know the iPad was just released. So, Jay, how are you today? I am wonderful. I'm wonderful. It's uh, beautiful out here in uh, California. It's our last sunny day, and then we headed for a lot of rain. But we need it because it's been like summer for the whole winter, so much needed out here, but I'm doing great. How are you doing out there? I'm doing good, but I'll be honest with you, I'm very happy, very, very happy <laughs> that we are actually having a summer, almost like a, a summer in the winter, because as you know, New York had mounds and mounds of snow last year, you know? But, you know, we've got some really good news this week, Jay. I mean, iPad 3. Now, you know how I was against iPad and Apple and then end up getting an Apple II, uh, Apple II iPad. But now I'm really upset that I didn't wait for the 3, okay? I am really upset because the iPad 3 now has everything that I would have wanted. And I know you're going to say, I told you so, but um, I'm really excited about it. What about you? I'm, I'm very excited about it. Um, I wish I would have waited for iPad 2. <laughs> so, you know, you know, in other words, now I'm really bothered about not waiting for the iPad 3. So, hey, you know, it's getting better and better. Apple is really, really doing a good job with their iPad. And guess what? They're going to release. I had a little, I had a little extra, extra, extra to tell you, Gil. They're going to release the Apple iPad 7-inch version later on this year. So you're going to put it in your pocket. It's going to be a pocket-sized iPad called the iPad 7-inch, and it's going to come out later this year. I think around the fourth, the last part of the third and in the beginning of the fourth quarter. Well, you know, Jay, I am more interested. I mean, seven inch sounds cool and it's great, but the smaller it gets for me, it's like it's really hard in that point of view to carry it around and actually have a keyboard and all those things. And as someone who, you know, I like a standard keyboard, so the seven inch, I have to be honest with you, really wouldn't be like for my needs. Okay. Okay. So I would ask. I would actually prefer to, um, you know, to really get out there and and have one that's more for, you know, um, I guess you could say more one for practical purposes for both business, you know, personal and the whole bit. I mean, what are your thoughts about it? Well, you know, yeah, I don't think seven-inch uh, one will fit into my pocket. But, you know, for those on the train, on the subway, I would rather have the big one. It's more fun. You can do more. Plus, you know, my eyesight is not as good as it used to be, so the bigger the screen, the better. And plus, uh, I don't know what the price would be. Would it be the same price or would it be cheaper? So, but I guess they're making it so if people want to have portable iPad, they can just whip it out and get busy right there on the spot. So, hey, maybe uh, you have both, you know, one one for the uh, for the class and one for the travel. If you want to carry all that big stuff with you. But it's already small. It's an iPad. So I don't know why they would do that. I guess because all the tablets are out. They want to compete with the tablets. What do you think about that? <laughs> well, you know, it, it's really, really interesting that you would say that. Um, just really interesting. So, Jay, I know you had some news today about some things that are going on. Can you share with us? Sure, sure. That would be great. Um, I, I ran across this beautiful site called Education City. It is so wonderful. And a lot of teachers around the world are using this site to bring high technology to the children 
And you can go there and get a free trial. Uh, it's all around the world. It's in the U.K. and it's also in uh, America. And it, brings, it, it makes learning fun. So your kids can go there, and they don't even realize they're learning because they have all these different games and, and uh, so, many, so many fun applications that you can have fun at home. It engages students, and it promotes learning. And it's just, it's just fun, and it's just trusted, uh, around, it's around uh, I mean, 15,000 schools use this, this website. And I think it's a great website for us to check out and for all the parents out there to check out. It's called Education City. And uh, I'm very proud of it, and uh, it's won a lot of awards, and it's been around for 10 years. So it's, it's definitely, definitely a great, great application, a great website to go to. If you, if you have a kid between 3 and 12, they can go there and stay there all day, and before you know it, they'll be Einstein. <laughs> well, you know, it's, um, it's quite interesting that you brought up this information about um about Education City, because if you remember, we talked some, we talked about Khan Academy when we were doing Parents Kids Music last year, and Khan Academy. For all of our listeners who are not aware, Khan Academy is an opportunity for students who need to learn geometry or having problems with their studies or learn about new things for class or even study. This gentleman came up with the idea of putting it all online there for the teachers and the kids. Well, it had become so popular that they almost couldn't keep the website going. So now they have also created an app, the Khan Academy app, which is amazing. And that app is allowing parties to actually go and download it, you know, for the new iPad 3. Now, here's the thing, guys. I haven't tried it for the iPad 2, so I'm not exactly sure, all right, that it's working on the iPad, too, but I'm sure that it does. And, you know, it's, it's really cool, and, you know, it's just something, it's, it's called Khan Academy, which is K-H-A-N Academy, of course you're not a cell academy, for iPad, and it lets you do exactly what it says, watch, practice, and learn almost anything for free. And that's amazing. And here's the cool thing. You might think that it's going to take up a lot of space on your iPad, but it won't, okay, because the entire library is not saved locally. So therefore, you'll be able to download to your device only what you're going to be learning for offline viewing. So that's a really cool part about it, you know. So I'm really excited about, excited about it. And it has an online library of over 3,000 educational videos. You know, Jay, I've been wanting to brush up on my French and my Spanish, and I'm actually thinking about going on and, you know, downloading the app and see if it will work on my 2 before I get the 3 because I have to have the, the iPad 3. Um, and just downloading it and starting to learn Spanish because I actually have been using Khan Academy for my own personal use. You know what I mean? So cool. So wow. really, really cool. And can you remember you brought this to us first? Yeah, it's amazing that uh, <laughs> they got a, they got an app now, and the whole thing is just it's free. <laughs> I mean, you know, it costs it costs money to go to you know college and you know go through school and here's something educational free. And this thing, I hate to say it, but it helps you more than uh, kind of some of the classes that you take in, at school. And this thing is free, so you can't beat this. Wow! And then you brought it up today that now they have an app, and I'm I'm just looking at it here and I'm like amazed that they're just moving on and they're bringing education to the world. 
and it's great. Wow, you spend hours on this. I bet I would spend hours. I know, I know. It, it, it's so amazing, and um, I am really, I'm really excited about it. Um, and so that's one thing. And I know you have some more news about some information that's uh, pretty interesting as well. The solar storm that happened last week, can you believe that? And how it affects us? Wow. Can you share with us a little more about that? Yeah, wow. Well, uh, as you know, we had a solar storm, and the sun is uh, entering a nebula, which is a, which is like a cloud. It's uh, Our whole solar system is entering a cloud in space. And it's doing some strange things to our sun where it's uh, affecting our sun and we're having these uh, solar storms. And uh, as you know, the solar storm sends out these flares that affect our GPS here on our planet Earth to where our GPS systems and cell phones and things have you won't work like they usually work. And, um, you know, you're wondering, um, they have to reroute planes and change things because of the fact that it, it's taking out systems. So, we had those solar storms last week, and um, uh, it, it, the things could be damaging uh, to our transformers and knock out power. Um, it's amazing that the sun is doing this thing, but we're entering this part of the galaxy where we're in this cloud. So we had those all last week. Uh, I don't know if we had any major disruption in any of our GPS signals, but I know we had a lot of in- interference going on, and we got to be careful, you know. Um, we got to be careful, and we got you know the sun is very important to us. Got to make sure that we figure out how to stop some. We need some kind of shielding, I guess, you know, to keep these uh, solar storms from affecting our communication. Because if it knocks out all our communication, the world is in a big mess. Everybody uses all these satellites. We use all this high tech stuff. But look, 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 look we got to go back to natural things like the sun can still knock this stuff out. We got all this technology, but the sun can still knock us out. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, <laughs> so, you know, what man, people don't realize are so many different things, I tell you. You know, the next bit of news, Jay, you won't believe this. Um, this is actually a little funny. So for some of our viewers, okay, this is going to be really hilarious to you. Um, <laughs> actually, it's very hilarious. So um, we Facebook had t- today talked about how a bigamist was leading a double life. This is, guys out there, this is a show based around youth, education, music, and leadership. And this is leadership you should learn to share with either your younger brothers or your sons, okay, to not do. So Facebook outs a suspected bigamist, according to Mashable.com, Okay. His, his ex-wife that he never divorced from and his current wife were advised to get to know each other, that new Facebook feature that says people you should know. Unfortunately, they got to know each other and saw that one was standing with the other one's husband from before. And he had never divorced her. So it just goes to show you that Facebook is really, uh, really getting into the business of all of us, Okay. Really getting into the business of all of us. I mean, really. If you're doing something wrong, you will you will be found out online. So this is a husband and wife that were literally outed on Facebook. She had not seen her ex-husband in two years or three years, something like that. Isn't that very interesting? 
That's very interesting. I think I'm gonna get. I think I'm gonna get off Facebook, Dale. No, I'm just playing. Um, it's uh, it's it, it says. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! What are you doing? What is it that we need to know about that you are doing that we don't know about? Well, it's not too much that Facebook has exposed all of us and me, so it's probably you know everything about me. But you know, I'm just saying that privacy is a thing of the past, basically. And uh, if you're going to be on Facebook, think of the name of it, Facebook. What does that tell you? <laughs> it is. It's actually hilarious. I mean, I'm sitting here like, okay, you know. So, you know, it, it's just quite interesting. So the, the next thing that is um, that I know you had a bit of news. You had some more news for us before I go on to the next, because i got a couple of things today. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. Um, well, the, the news that I had today was uh, I wanted to talk about the iPad again. But uh, I wanted to just say that we didn't mention earlier that the iPad, the new iPad has one gig of RAM. The first original iPad had uh, 256 meg, and your iPad, Jail, has 512 so I wanted to mention that that that's, that's basically the new iPad is def, definitely has more memory and it has more more features um, um, than uh, our older iPad and and so I wanted to just mention that. Um, my uh, the other stuff I wanted to mention was that um, um, oh yeah, Gail, yeah, my mind has slipped me. Um, okay, now, you know that you should. You, no, you don't want to tell people. Don't tell our viewers that your mind has is gone. We can't let them know that, Jay. Come on. I think you know already. Um, <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> yeah, we're young people here. Right. <laughs> yeah. The other thing was um the uh, the business the iPad business function you were going to mention. We're gonna move over to you, and I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send it back your way because you you told me about these six things people wish that their iPads would do for work, and I wanted to know what those six things were. Um, oh no, it's, it's things that we it's things that we wish our iPad could do. Okay. Oh. Okay. We we wish our iPad could go to the store for We wish yeah. our iPad could park park the car. You know, yes. we wish we wish our iPad could talk to husbands, wives, girlfriends, or boyfriends if we want to break up with them. Oh, uh, yeah, we, we that. You know, so it's just those kinds of little things. You know, um, we wish the iPad would interact better with PCs. Fonts and Word documents are always funky. You know what I mean? So right, you know, right. you know, you know, one of the other things is too is that you really wish that you could do a lot more with um, graphic design, like instead of always having to, you know, bring your, you know, bring your information, okay? And so that's, that's a little bit hard. Um, it, it's interesting. Um, it, it's more like, you know, the absence of major pro applications also, such as Final Cut Pro or Photoshop, Dreamweaver, and other software that professionals and businesses like ours use today, you know, until such replacements can seamlessly be used for the iPad, those post-PC era can't officially begin. Like, you know, we want to be able to take a, a picture in Photoshop and, let's say, fix it the way it needs to go into a magazine. That would help a graphic designer, you know, if they're on the go and they want to do it on the train or something like that, you know. 
Um, it's, it's those things just, that we don't. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Jay. Okay, I, I finally realized what I wanted to tell our viewers. I'm sorry. Excuse me for. Yeah, uh, you can't. You, you, you can't me now. I'm on. I'm on. I'm on. Go now. Well, I'm on. Go now. Okay. Well, so, 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 so I'm gonna let you go this time, Jack. I'm gonna let you go this time. Okay, okay let me go this time. Mine is real quick. I just wanted to tell, warn everybody about Mountain Lion, the OS uh, system, the new operating system for uh, for the Mac, and also Windows 8. Uh, most of the application designers are telling everybody, please do not update <laughs> to either operating system yet because they have not caught up with the previous seven or Mountain Lion. So if you decide to upgrade your Mac or your PC, please stay clear of those operating systems and wait three months until those developers have caught up because the, I think the operation, operation systems designers are too fast and too quick on, on updating their OSs. So that's what I wanted to say. That was the news. Well, that's great. And, you know, so, Jay, um, one of the things that – we know about Instagram. You've heard about Instagram, I'm sure. So there's mm-hmm. Instagram currently, all right, for the Apple phone. Well, now Instagram just announced at South by Southwest, guys, they just announced that Instagram wow. will be available for Android, and you know for me that rocks because I have a MacBook, I have an iPad, but I really did want them to do that for the um, the Mac. So I'm right. looking forward. Right, 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 right. That's a, that's a, that's wonderful. That is coming out for you know everything. You know, it's just amazing how the you know the Android phones they they stand on top of things. You know, they're not letting the Apple phone get too far ahead of them. And there's, there's other options that they have. A lot of things are better because they're free on the Android, which some of these same apps aren't free on my my Apple phone. So I'm trying to think maybe I should switch over or something because you, you're getting all this stuff that's free, and I'm I'm sitting here paying, you know. So it's amazing how Android is staying, uh, staying up and how the world is embracing the Android OS. Wow. Um, I'm very impressed with everything, and I'm excited. Wow, that's uh, that's uh, that's wonderful. Wow, man. So, so how's your phone working out for you? Do you like your Android? I love, you know, I love the Android to some degree. Let's just say that to some degree. You know, um, but we'll, we'll see. <laughs> so, you know, on to the next thing. Um, I know that we have some very very interesting news coming up. So, we're going to have Matthew Forrest coming in soon. And um, looking for Matthew Forrest is America's number one team of steam machines. You know, Matthew has a construction company and has been working with teenagers in schools as well. He is what we would say represents what many of us can do and say that we will do, but we usually don't end up doing. And that is he, he struggled to get where he is to own his own business, you know, growing up as a kid, you know, uh, going through various challenges. Matthew has really, what we would say, become an example for children to look up to, you know, and is giving back. He's written a book called 50 Tools, the book, 
And he's written a book on tools to help kids, um, especially teenagers, navigate through being a teenager and the ups and downs that they may go through and, you know, really being realistic with what they're looking at in life, you know, and it, it's been amazing. So, you know, we will be talking with Matt about what his goals are, some of the things he did as a um, as a person who was a role model for kids and what were some of his challenges growing up. And we'll learn from him the different ways that he navigated even being a teenager himself, you know, and um, that will join us shortly. And in, in, until that time, we're going to share with you about a few more things that have been talked about in the news recently that we think is pretty much hilarious, you know, like bigamist and, you know. And then there is another thing that we've been uh, sharing about, want to share with you about, and it's, um, it's a movie that's called Coney 2012. It's a 30-minute documentary about the Ugandan rebel leader, Joseph Kony, and it's become the most viral video in history. You know, it, it, it uh, features around um, a person who's in Uganda and, you know, things that this person went through to over, overcome challenges. And, again, you know, that's what Listen Gives is about, really overcoming challenges. So many of you who want to know uh, more about him, we would suggest that you go to uh, Kony2012, that's K-O-N-Y, 2012, to learn more about this particular gentleman. And uh, he was a real criminal, so it's not to support him, but to see the kinds of things that this person did and the atrocities and learn from it, you know. And, um, you know, so, Jay, I think you had one other thing that you were going to share as well. Jay? Did we lose Jay here? Okay, guys, we have some technical difficulties here. I think we lost Mr. Logan. Jay Logan, have we lost you? Yeah, um, I got I got Matt here. He's on my line and he's waiting for us to bring him on in whenever you're ready. Okay, Matt, how are you? Good afternoon. Doing well, doing well. How about yourself? We're doing very well. I didn't see you here when I'm bored, Matt. Say that again? We didn't see you on our board today. On the Say that again? Okay, now we didn't hear you on our board. I don't know. It seems like we're having a little bit of a a technical difficulty here. Are you able to are you able to call in? Yes, I can hear you now. Yeah, I, I uh yeah, I attempted to I guess there was some sort of complication. But okay. nonetheless we're here. Okay, well Matt, we were just talking about you and talking about uh the fact that, you know, we're gonna have a great conversation with you today about how you have grown up to own your own construction company and you are America's number one teen esteem machine in helping teens to build up their own self-esteem. And some of the, you know, that you had challenges as a teenager, as any teen would, you know, growing up. And we wanted to, you know, talk with you about that today and some of your interests in music that a lot of people are not aware of, okay? 
So is that are you ready to go with us on this, Matt? Sure, always. Okay, so you know, Matt, you know, in the past two weeks, we kind of caught you at the end of giving your normal tip of the week, where you were sharing with us that you were interested in music, okay? And that was a shock to Jay and I, okay? And this show is really about youth and music and education and leadership. So we were really, really excited to hear about this, Matt. So with that said, you know, we had a couple of questions for you, and some of those things were, you know, one of the things is what was your involvement with music and what did it provide for you during that time that you had an interest in it, even though you still do have an interest, but, you know, in different ways. Can you share that with our public? Sure, sure. I'd love to. It's um, something I'm very passionate about and something that literally at one point in my life saved my life. I I was, um, you kind of touched on a bunch of things and, as I went on, when I was a teenager, I had found myself struggling a lot with anxieties and social pressure and um, being over, overwhelmed with stress and uh, being bullied. And uh, I became full of self-hatred um, and to the point where at 21 I was suicidal and and I didn't really see a reason for it to to continue going, except for the fact that I had started writing poetry and lyrics and songs um, at about 13 years old. When the pain began to set in, uh, that was my outlet that I turned as a way to cope. And in the beginning, it was you know, somewhat fun and lightweight, and it ended up being the thing that carried me through to the other side until the point where. I was able to come out the other side and and um you know it, it was it was a way for me to express what I was going through and at the time it was you know, on the outside I, it looked like everything was going good I was a, I would play three I played three sports in high school I had a girlfriend I had you know on the outside it looked like I had friends and my my family would find my poetry and my mother would look at me and say you wrote this and it would be, you know, very dark, very depressed. Um, and that was, like I said, the only way I knew how to express myself. I didn't know how to speak about it and how to reach out to people about what I was going through. And that was my original, um, the original foundation that, that initiated my becoming interested in music was literally through an escape. And it went from there to finding and you know, picking up a guitar one day and learning how to play guitar and teaching myself how to play guitar and and um, eventually got into a band and you know it was uh very instrumental in me breaking through everything that I had gone through as a as a as a child and as a struggling teenager. Well you know it's funny that one of the things that, you know, and, and this is so important what you're sharing, it's so important, and I'll, and I'll share with you why Jay and I were really excited to talk with you about this, because as you know, many kids, when they want to express themselves, when we talk about music, it's always talking about music with an end goal in mind of being a star, okay? And a star does not mean that you have to have your name plastered all over the world. A star can be that your family loves what you've written 
or friends love what you've written. But also music, and this is why music is so important in the schools, that gave you an outlet, your poetry, your writing, it being recognized by your family and friends, it gave you an outlet to express yourself. And this is what we want to support our youth in, is having the opportunity, if they want to become stars, that's great, but also if they want to write to express themselves and create music just to express themselves with the intense intention of it going no place other but themselves, that's okay as well. And that we have to support that, and that's what also helps to balance children out academically. So I think that's where my question, Jay and I would next come in with the next question to you. By you being able to express yourself in those dark places that you were in through your poetry and your music and, you know, looking at uh, whether you played instruments or not, did that help you with your grades once you were able to get that, have a vehicle to get those things out in? Well, I mean, at that point, it was, was, I mean, I I personally was in a very very isolated place and, um, and it was you no, know, it wasn't something that I was sharing with others at that point, and it was. Um, I mean, in the long run, I can say I can say yes, but the, you know, since then, I learned that you know a problem shared is a problem half uh, cut in half, and um, you know, I never I never really got that, and the the initial uh, connection I was getting with people was. That people, you know, some people I'd work with, people that you know, the poetry would get passed around. People would read it, and people would identify, and I would be able to speak them with people regarding, you know, what I was going through or, you know, what my pain was about. And they, and then I, would, I began to, initial step was I began to have people really identify with what I wrote and say that they can really relate with it, say they can, uh, they get it, and they're in, they're in a similar place. And I began to realize that I wasn't alone. And that that was the beginning, and uh, I thought I was the only one struggling because I looked at everybody else's outsides, and I judged my my insides by their outsides. And when I began to have people connect with my poetry, I began to realize, wow, I'm not alone in these struggles. I'm not the only one going through this. And through talking about what we were going through together, I ended up finding uh, refuge, and ended up finding a place where. I realized I, I wasn't I wasn't messed up. I wasn't made incorrectly. I wasn't the um, you know, I wasn't just one walking issue, but that we all struggle with all very similar things, and that with walking through them together, which is a big part of my message, is to have a team. Uh, you know, anything can be accomplished, including overcoming depression, anxiety, stress, and um, so it, it, immediately my grades. I mean, it was it, it it followed with me. I really peaked in my depression at my second year in college, and at that point, I had been kicked out of two colleges, and because I was acting out in all sorts of ways, um, just trying to trying to cope with my situation, and without having found you know, what I needed at that point, it was. Um, yeah, my grades continued to decrease. I, I mean, but in, in the long run, it, it's what saved my life because, like I said, I ended up finding the connect, the initial connection through my poetry, and that led to relationships, which were the exact relationships that carried me into um, okay. into a life of into a life of freedom. I mean, it's, it was a, you know it's a process. I, I, okay. What I do now, though, 
what I do now is in schools, I actually have a poetry program that I do where we sit and we create poetry together and and I'll do things with with schools that are open minded to this and schools that see the value in it. We do um we do group poetry sessions where each person in this I'll ask a question what is life? Or what is love? Or what are friends? And we'll sit around the room and we'll one person each will give one 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 line of poetry and and it doesn't need to rhyme but often students make it rhyme and and then they they come to realize that you know, what I do in the schools is basically I build a connection between students. There's a lot of students who have been in the same grade for six years as one of the other students, maybe possibly in the same class for most for most of those years who never said two words to each other, who after I'm done doing what I do with the poetry, they come to realize they have a lot in common with each other. And it's, <laughs> it's truly, that's really an amazing experience to have a kid come up to me and say, I've known her, or, or a girl say, I've known him, or whatever it might have been, and say, we've never spoken until today. And not only that, but we never knew anything about each other until today. Hey, Matt, I wanted to ask you, what do you do with the hardcore student that says, oh, poetry is for the birds, I'm not doing that, Uh, that's kind of something soft, and I don't think it's going to help me. How do you combat that kind of student when when he's uh, up against you and said, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna participate because uh, I think it's for you know softer people. I'm hard and I'm rough. I'm, I'm into the new hip hop life and I don't want to do poetry. Well, that's the best part about it. And how I initially got in, uh, got into it, really thought about uh, embracing my poetry as part of my program was uh, because there was actually a couple of kids that I spoke to, about 25 kids I spoke to in an alternative school, and they out of the other school and. And one of the kids and the teachers had to give me a testimonial at the end. And one of the kids who was, you know, he had said that his role, I, you know, to take a good, clear look at their role models as part of building a support support network slash team, like I mentioned. And, and the kid said, my role model is a drug dealers and, 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 <laughs> and gang members. I said, all right. I said, that's cool. And I, and, and we kind of just talked about it and, Kind of got to the root of it, and and you pointed out some some interesting. So, long story short, so he was definitely the most resistant kid in the class, <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. And he was out to state a point. And at the end of in the testimonials that I got, there was all a bunch of really great testimonials from all the students, and and his his testimonial was a hip hop song. <laughs> <laughs> the whole testimonial rhymed, and it was it was poetry. It was poetry, and he stated his point. His point came across in poetry, and it wasn't a poetry class. It, the 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 assembly that I did for them was was not a poetry class. It was on decision making. And so, long story short, he he opened up to me in the testimonial, which was about a full page of a, of an entire song that rhymed of an entire uh, testimonial that rhymed line per line. And I laughed so hard when I got the testimonial because it was the funniest thing I'd ever read that I posted it on the bottom of my website. And um, and from that came up my poetry program that actually made me realize that, you know what, yeah, these, these kids that have the rough exteriors just like I did, but at the end of the day, we all want connection. And, um, you know, there there is no limit to, to what they're able to do if they want to, they want to put it in, you know, in hip hop form. That's poetry as well. Right, 
You know, if they want to be angry about it, if they want to be angry about it, great. Say something angry. You know, we all need. It's all, it's all about the expression. So, do you have them on, on the poetry level? Do you have them study any other great poets, uh, poets, or do you just throw it at them and just let's get busy here? Uh, how well, do you uh, introduce them? I mean, I, I don't have that much of. Um, that much availability at this point with really being able to take it to the next level. So I haven't really got into any of the, any into that okay. at this point. Well, you know, that's, um, that's where uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jack. Oh, no, I was, I was going to, I was, uh, I was going to ask him a little bit about his, how on his music. He said he played guitar. I wanted to know how long did he play music uh, before he just said, okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> well, it took about it took probably about nine months to really get pretty good with the guitar and decent with you know being able to the hand eye coordination, teaching myself. And um, I mean, I played for years. I played. I still play. I still play. But for a long time, I was in a band. I wanted to go big with it. And you know, it's not so much that anymore as it is just just a way to uh, more. You know, it's a hobby. Okay. Do you still find, um, Matt, that music really, even right now, really even supports you as well? Definitely. I think music and writing is um, one of the most powerful things we can do. It is truly a snapshot of of an emotion, of a place, of a um, time frame of of someone's life. And and, um, I think it's great great gauge for us to use to uh to use it as an outlet but also as something that to reflect on maybe a week a week or sometimes it's easy to feel like we're stuck in the mud, not going anywhere until until you really um until you write it down, you read and you read what you wrote or you you record record a song and, and you listen to what you wrote maybe a month ago or a year ago and you say, Wow, how far have I come from there? And you're really able to see that, you know, it's uh, see the growth in yourself through creation of, of music and poetry. And that's the last thing that I, that question that we have for you today before you go on to your tip. We understand, you know, Jay was very excited about, you know, an endeavor that he is going to be embarking on soon that we'll be sharing with our audience. And it was about kids in middle school, Okay. And I understand that you're in the process of writing another book. Correct, correct. And, <laughs> and, I, and, and I know that we, you know, we don't want to let the, the cat out of the, you know, the hat out of the cat or the cat out of the hat, as they say. But um would like to just, if you could touch on it just a little bit, of what direction you're going in with that book so that, you know, our audiences can look out for it. But most importantly, you know, I'm very happy that you're writing something about this because you're catching kids right at that stage, right before they get to that level. You know what I mean? And sure. that that stage that you're catching them is so it's so significant to them because they're really about to go into teenage years and they're they're just starting to feel out who they are. They thought they knew, and now they're going to their next level. And and that's when they, that's when their peer pressure is the hardest. So can you share with mm-hmm. us a little bit about that? Sure, I'd love to, I, and I can't share much because 
got some trade trademarks in the process right now. <laughs> so it's really cool stuff, though. It's basically what I will say is it's the thing about uh, middle schools and even elementary schools is, and even high schools. I mean, honestly, even adults. <laughs> we all look at situations in life, whether we like to admit it or not, and we say, what's in it for me? It's the ultimate line that everybody can relate with, that we go into any situation, we say, okay, like, that's all good and well, but what's in it for me? You, even giving. The, the reason we give is because we, we understand the spiritual law that it's in giving that we receive. And if the spiritual law was that it, it, in giving we get hurt, let's face it, we would, we would all stop giving, right? <laughs> so the reality is, is these, these kids, elementary and middle schools, look at it more like that than anybody. What's in it for me? So we get them involved. And basically the, basically the program that we're doing and the book and the process of writing is based upon uh, daily acts of kindness, daily acts of random kindness. And, and with that is basically getting them involved in their own happiness. And it's not just, it's not not so much a motivational talk or something that's going to take time to sit down, poetry, and they look at maybe more of a, you know, they have like a three-second attention span. So if they can do something and they get an instant reward of feeling better about themselves, growing self-esteem, gaining confidence, gaining an ability to trust in themselves, believe in themselves, get clear in the, within themselves about how they want to live their life, that's the main objective. And we, we do this through a program of acts of kindness, random acts of kindness. And it's really something that I'm gonna be I'm gonna be looking forward to and and really I'm really excited about to see how far it goes because in the in the in the, in the creative process it's been it's been uh, so enlightening to see to see the um how powerful the book is already turning out to be, and it's only we've only been at it for a little while, so but we plan on having it done as soon as possible, and because there really is no time to wait on these things, it's uh, you know kids are out there and killing themselves and hurting each other and bullying each other, and you know there is no there's no this isn't the type of thing where there's a this isn't the type of thing that can wait. It's something that needs to be rectified today and I was speaking to Jay about it the other day and and uh and it became just that much more clear to me that the time is now. So we'll be done with the book by the end of the month and we'll be in print. Okay, well thank you so much. I'm really looking forward to it and um you know one of the things one of the last things we'd like to ask you is um for you to give us that tip. Would you uh lead us out of the the radio show today with your famous tips that we're looking forward to. And, and Matt, I want to tell you that last, the other week's um, tip that you left on surrender was right on time. And it was, uh, many of our viewers said it not only was on time for their children, it was on time for them as well. So looking forward to hearing your tip today. And would you lead us out of the show with your tip for today, sir? All right, cool. And as for us, us, real fast, I just want to say that it's funny that, you know, my book, to, to Teens, 50 Tools to Success and Personal Power for the High School Student, uh, I've had a couple friends of mine 
were my age and even double my age who read the book and and they look at me and they say, this book isn't just for teens. They said, I need to be doing some of these things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, but it's simple enough that any teen can understand it and get the benefit of it. And um, and so the tip for the day is going to be overcoming stress and anxiety. And this is one of the tips out of my book. It can be found at 50toolsthebook.com. And um, it's basically what we just spoke about. The uh, biggest way to break stress and anxiety in half is to share it. The fastest way to cut it in half is to share a problem. Share is a problem have. And this applies to you know, us as, as teenagers, as, as students, as entrepreneurs, as parents, as friends. Not only does it cut a problem in half, whether, say, if we're getting bullied at school, we go to somebody in our life, whether it be a a guidance counselor, a teacher, a principal, a parent, an aunt, an uncle, a friend, and we share about it. It completely just cuts it in half. And if we share about it enough times, we find on the other side of it is the ability to walk through it with grace and dignity and not have to get pulled into the negativity of of life situations. And whether it be something like that or something as simple as, uh, who knows, you know, being irresponsible. You can be responsible and not show up on time, but if you just keep it to yourself, it becomes a festering issue. If you share it with other people, it somehow gets cut in half. And, and I think it's because we come to realize that we're not alone in these struggles, that we're not, we're not the only one that's gotten bullied, not the only one who has, you know, who has bad habits. And, you know, so the tip for the day is really simple. Uh, if you're going through something, open up to somebody else about it and share the honest the honesty of the situation and going through the honesty of shortcomings that we come to realize that we're not alone. The most powerful thing that we can have is a team that we can utilize and we can support each other through to uh, get to the other side of any situation or any um, difficulty that we might come across. So the tip for today, simple and plain, is if you got something going on in between your ears, find somebody else in your life that you look up to and share it with them. Wow. Thank you, Matt. And Matt, we just wanted to share with the audience that um, if you would tell them where they can like your Facebook page and find any other information about you, would you share that with our audience, please? Oh, sure. It's a page. You can look up Team Esteem Machine on Facebook, and you'll find me. Okay. So, audiences, we want to thank Matt for coming on today because, you know, as someone who deals with youth all the time and someone who is a a young man himself and still interacting with youth on varying levels, we're really happy to have him, especially since Listen Give is all about that. So, uh, as of Wednesday of this week, you're going to find quite a bit of information on what Matt is up to on our website, listengive.com. That's as of Wednesday of this week, Wednesday, March 14th, you will be finding a lot of information about what Matt is up to. We will also be pointing to his website, his Facebook page, and more information about uh, 50 Tools, of book, and you will find in the coming months that Matt will be sharing with you about when his book will be out for sale for middle school students. Matt, Jay, as usual, I thank you for today's show and look forward to seeing you on Thursday of this week. Fantastic. Me too. Thank you so much. 
Take care.